0: Welcome to the Story Powers Podcast, the show about the power of stories, the people who tell them, and why you should be doing it too. I'm your host, keynote speaker and storytelling coach Francisco Mafus. Now normally this show is an interview show. I have guests, typically storytelling experts, and we talk about their work, their their approach to storytelling, and everything else in that that comes up in, in that type of of conversation And if you've heard any of the previous episodes, you know that a lot of strange things come up. But sometimes, I don't have guests, and I do solo episodes, and this is one of them. Now, the reason I don't have a guest, again, is because last week, I was giving a talk to a group of sales leaders. And at the Q&A, at the very end, one of them asked me a question that I get all the time, which is... What do I think about using personal stories versus using professional stories or business stories? And I've gotten this question so many times from... From people at my talks from people in training from people that i teach when i'm teaching at the at the mba that i that i teach here in barcelona and i thought that it made absolute sense to just tackle that one in a solo episode which i can do in i guess 15 minutes or so and there is absolutely no need to subject you to a whole hour of me talking to someone else to have that question answered somewhere there in the middle. Now, don't get me wrong, I think most people would absolutely love an hour of me every single week, but my family and some of my friends keep telling me otherwise, so why push it, right? All right, enough of this preamble, here we go. All right, so, I could simply tell you when to use personal stories and when to use business stories if there was an easy answer. There isn't. I mean there's a lot of overlap of when personal stories work better when business stories work better. So what I thought I was going what I would do that would work is I'm going to do a, a very quick breakdown of a keynote that is, is one of the keynotes that I deliver more, most often, and one that if you want, you can actually watch. So um, this was the beginning of December last year. I delivered this keynote in, in Berlin, Germany, and it is called Story Power Change. Gain support overcome resistance and create lasting impact and this was at a a agile management conference by management 3.0 and it was tremendous fun so what i'm gonna do is on the show in the show notes i'm gonna put down a link for the whole keynote if you want you can watch there is the all the way from the introduction from the host to the q a and the the end of the keynote it's just about an hour Now, you don't have to watch it. This episode is going to make sense anyway, even if you're not watching. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you which stories I told in the keynote and why I told those stories there. And, you know, could I have told other stories? So the keynote starts... The keynote's about change, as the title suggests. So what I did is I started... With a personal story about my my four year, my daughter, who when she was four years old started trying to ride a bicycle and she couldn't. She 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 learned how to pedal the wrong way, with the feet going back and forth instead of going round. And after she had gotten used to that, it was really really difficult for her to change back from it. Okay, so. It's just a very simple story, very easy to relate to, kind of amusing at times, and maybe takes two minutes for me to tell it, and I just wanted one to start with a story, which I always do, make myself a bit relatable, but also introduce this problem of change and how difficult change is in a a way that wasn't a business way, because there's going to be plenty of time to talk about it in a business way. So I used a personal story. Then I followed that up with a story about Dustin Sandlin, which is a American engineer and science communicator, and he did some experiments about how difficult it was trying to ride a backwards bike, and you know it took him a very long time to change the way his brain was wired to do certain things. So now I'm just I'm using this is not really a business story, right? But it's someone else's story has a bit more of a science angle to it, and I'm using it to make my first point, which is. That change is hard, and that's the whole theme of the whole talk, um, and why and why the way we communicate is making change harder. Did I need the second story in there? Probably not, but it it again, it's an amusing story. It illustrates the point really well, and within you know four minutes or so, I've told both of those stories, and I'm well into the talk, and I've made it hopefully entertaining enough. Then. I go a while without actually telling a story. And the next story I tell is about some research. So I'm trying to make the point that when we speak in a complicated or abstract way, that doesn't work. You know, people don't think we're more intelligent, our arguments don't become more powerful. And I could have just shared the data that came out of this research from Princeton in 2005, but that's boring. And if you just share data, it doesn't work because people don't have context for it. They're going to wonder about how you got the data. So I just did a tiny bit of data storytelling and I shared the research. I said, you know, in 2005, they did this. This is what they found out. They were looking for this evidence. This is how they ran the experiments, and it, again, I can just share data, and at, at times in the talk, I just share data. You know, if it's a Gallup poll about engagement, I don't need context for that. But if I'm giving them a finding that they might doubt, I'm gonna share the story of the data. Again, not a personal story. I think we would count that one as a as a as a science story. And I think it's useful whenever you're gonna give people data that they might question or not understand sharing the story of the data becomes very useful. The next story I share is about my wife and when she left one job and was treated very badly. And the the whole point of sharing that story is because, and I actually do this in the keynote, I, I give people a statistic about something that happens to thousands of people. I very clearly say to them, you know, I'm going to ruin your day, you're going to be sad, you're going to be angry, you're going to want to go on social media and shout about it. And then I give them the statistic and obviously no one feels that way because no one gets that worked up about a single statistic without context, without a personal story attached to it. So then I said, let's try something different. And then I tell them the story about my wife and how she got not only treated badly, but also how you know, essentially she got cheated out of a whole bunch of the money that she deserved when she left the company. And and the way the story unfolds, I typically either ask people how they feel, or I can, you know, it's pretty obvious by the way they look when, when I finish telling the story, and I'm using that to make the point that they care more about what happens to one person once than what happens to thousands of people every year. So here I'm using a personal story to make a very clear point about storytelling itself, which is the story of one person that we can relate to can make us feel something and inspire us to action a lot more than, than statistics can. So could I have used someone now? El- I mean, I am using someone else's story. It's not, it didn't happen to me. It happened to my wife. Um, could I have used a business story for this point? I probably could, but it would be harder to find a business story that made that exact same point. I mean, maybe a founder story, which is the thing that gave someone purpose about uh, about fixing a problem in the world that could have worked. But a, the story of a real person suffering from something is is what I needed. And luckily for me, unluckily for my wife, that happened to her. So I can use that story. And then I get into the more sort of pragmatic part of my, of my keynote, where I'm giving people ideas about how to use this in business. I use this little acronym called TEAM, which stands for Training, Evaluations, Announcements, and Meetings. And here's when I started using business stories a lot more than personal stories. Because what I'm, I'm trying to do at this point is say, this is how you can use it in business. Let me show you someone else some other company that has used it in business. So the first story I share is about Nike and how they found out about the power of of telling their own company stories in training to their new employees. I also mentioned briefly how SAP uses stories inside their company. Uh, Then uh, the, the the second story I'm, use, I'm telling is about when I was a manager for the very first time and I thought that the numbers would tell me everything I needed to know about my team and how that completely blew up in my face. So that is a personal story, but it's a personal story that happened in business and is about the exact point I'm trying to make. Then the third story I tell is about um, Steve Jobs and how he announced the iCloud, which is kind of a story in itself. And then the fourth story I tell, I mean, that changes sometimes, but the one I told in this particular case was there was a bit of a story about science, about the purpose uh, and how purpose can be effective in business. So I told the story of that science, and then I told a story from Danny Meyer, who is a restaurant owner of many different restaurants, and about something he witnessed in his one of his restaurants, Eleven Medicine Park, and how he uses that story in his business. And then I quote, I mention a couple of examples from the Apple Store and Wynn Resorts, which do something similar. So with all of these stories, there's only one personal story in there, but it's a personal story. I tend to call this a professional story. which is a personal story that happens in at work. But all the other ones are what most people call a business story. Why did I choose to tell those stories that way? And this is where I think it should become pretty obvious when you choose one over the other. And it's that if you're trying to prove a point to do with business, a personal story is only going to get you that far. Because what what I'm trying to do at this part of the keynote is I'm trying to show people, and, and again, you can think of your own presentations. If you're trying to show people that other companies do that thing. So I'm telling them about storytelling. Other companies use storytelling. Then you need to tell stories of other companies using storytelling. Because if every single story I tell is about me using storytelling or me not using storytelling, or, you know, friends of mine or my wife or whatever, people are going to have that question in the back of their minds as, okay, but do do other people do this? Do other professionals do this? Do other companies do this? So you have to answer that question. And the way to answer that question is by sharing business stories. They're going to do a different job than the personal story is going to do. The second of those four or five stories that I just mentioned is a personal one, just because it's. I think it changes it up a little. It's a very entertaining story where I get to imitate a gorilla. Um, literally you can you can check that out that is probably going to be around somewhere around I uh, guess 35 40 minutes of the video and it does it does the exact job i wanted to do could i have picked a different business story to make that same point sure i could have just found a story about another company that trusted the numbers too much or trusted questionnaires or surveys um, and it would have made the same point I'm trying to make, but if I have a personal story that I can tell in the middle of a whole bunch of other business stories, then I think that's fine. Because if I look at the whole talk, I tell a story about something that happened to my daughter, I tell a story about something that happened to my wife, I tell a story about something that happened to me in one of my first jobs. And then later, I come back to, to another personal story that also involves my daughter. And my daughter seem to be a big part of a lot of my storytelling. So the, the, the idea behind the, the choice of the stories is this. When I'm trying to prove that other companies do it, that other businesses do it, I tell a business story. Now, if you're someone who works with individuals, then... When you want to prove to your potential clients that other people use your services, you're gonna tell what I normally call a help story. so the story of you helping someone else. Some people call this a success story or a value story. Um, if you want you could, don't need they need to be stories of your own clients. It can be other individuals using the type of service that you offer. You can tell that as well actually in my social media posts I often tell stories of founders like people from the people who founded Airbnb or founded Spanx and how they use storytelling to get to move their business forward so I'm still making the point that you can use storytelling to grow your business but I'm not always telling stories of my own clients I can tell stories of other people and other businesses and for that you need, a story of something that happened to someone else if it can be a story where you're involved because you're the one helping them that that's fantastic but you don't need that and you don't it doesn't really work if every single story if every single story i told was so i went into this company and i did this i think it would get a little repetitive okay it's nice to have those in there but i don't need to to use those to make my point and i i want variation anyway Finally the the very last story I tell on on this keynote and actually it's a story I've told on social media before I use it in training I I used it in many different occasions is is a story that's going to try and do something very different because in this keynote it was about change so a story that talks about how I recognize that change is hard but it's important and when we really when we really care about making that change happen then we need to stick with it. Um that this story is perfect for that. Um, and there's a story of about my my oldest daughter and how she was getting into fights with her younger sister all the time, occasionally hurting her, and she wasn't listening to us. And the, I realized that the way I was talking to her didn't work. So I looked for a, di- I changed. I looked for a different way to talk to her and that worked or at least worked better. So in this particular keynote, it, it fits perfectly the theme of the keynote, but I have also used in other keynotes. And then the way I introduced that is, is by saying, I know that change is hard. I know that it's very difficult to, to, to talk in a way that is that is not the way you used to, because I'm telling them to you know, learn storytelling and talk in a way that they're not used to. So I tell a story about when I realized that something was, uh, something was so important to me that I needed to change, okay? So it still fits any other keynote or training I'm doing about storytelling because the, the major message is the same, so I tell that. Now, could I have told a business story here? I could, but I want them to really, really relate to it and care. And they don't need to relate to it because they have children. They don't need to have children to relate to that story. Because I think the my feelings as a father, feeling super um, upset about how I'm failing as a parent, those are relatable. Even if you don't have children, I think people can they can feel what I'm feeling. They can understand what I'm feeling, and that's what I want. I want to. I want to end at. Somewhat of an emotional note, although the story is still amusing in many ways. So I want them to have a bit of fun. I want them to care about me and about the message. I want to leave them at the sort of like high emotional point. And for that, I think a personal story tends to work better. And because I had started with a story about my kid, in this particular keynote, it also is there's a nice um it, there's a nice end to it that I'm ending with a story about my kid. too. it, sort of comes full circle. So, you know how do, how do, what, what is the the short sweet and short version of when to use personal stories, when to use business stories? If you're trying to make people relate and care about anything, then a personal story is likely to be a better choice even if it's a personal story in business, right? So a professional story, as I called it earlier. Also, if you want them to understand something better through an analogy. Okay, so this is like that. There's a popular story I've told a number of times about IKEA, about how... You know, my wife wanted me to spend 200 euros more when we bought some IKEA stuff and have somebody just assemble the furniture. I thought she was silly. I thought I could do it myself and it took me hours and hours and hours and I almost killed myself trying to put together a massive wardrobe and that's how I learned that just because I can do something doesn't mean I should. And that's a very easy point to connect to businesses where people sometimes try to do too much and things that they are not qualified to do or that they're too qual they're overqualified to do so i'm i can use personal stories to make you see something in a different way okay and they work very very well for that but when what you're trying to do is show them other businesses do this or other businesses didn't do it um, and got in trouble for it and this is for example in the last episode uh, which was also a solo episode, I told the story of both Blockbuster and Netflix, and also BlackBerry and the iPhone. So you're trying to show them other businesses have done it or not done it, and that's why you should think about it. Then a business story is going to be more appropriate. Can you do that with a personal story? You can, but you're always going to have be you know, taking that risk of people thinking, okay, that makes sense, but is this relevant in business? Is this relevant in my business? So even if you tell a business story, ideally you want to tell stories about their industry as well, or companies in the industry, their competitors, because otherwise they can always say, okay, it works in your personal life, but does it work in business? Okay, it works in business, but does it work in my industry? So you want to get it as close to them as possible because then it makes it more likely that it's relatable and they will think is relevant. So that's it. There's a lot of overlap in those things, but I think variation is the key here. Um, It's almost impossible to go wrong with a relevant business story, but it's not always going to do all the things you want a story to do. So I think you need to have the personal stories in there as well. And the personal stories are a lot easier to find. I've done tons of episodes on how to find stories. There's one episode, I believe it's called How to Find All the Stories You Ever Need. Um, you know, it's somewhere. I'm not gonna be bothered looking for the number of that episode in there. Okay, actually, I'm going to be bothered, because it would be very poor of me to suggest an episode and not tell you which one it is. So, where is that episode? So, as I'm talking to you, I am scrolling on uh, Spotify and trying to find how to tell engaging stories on social media. No, that's not the one. How to find a craft your origin story. Nope, not that one. Where is that one? Found it. It's episode 84, and it's called How to Find All the Stories You Ever Need. So check that out. It'll have all the tips and tricks and tools that I use to find stories. And I think that's about it. Okay? Check out if you if you can find in your heart that you want an hour of of me on video. Which which again, let's be honest, it's a different experience. If you used to listen to this podcast, there's a chance you've never actually seen me speak. And um you know, maybe maybe I completely suck, and that would be kind of embarrassing. But because I don't believe that's the case, and most people tell me it's not, then it might be an interesting experience to to check that out. And uh, I'll again, I'll put the link in the show notes and. I promise that I am working on my logistics, which have been a bit lapsed recently, and soon I will be back to having episodes with guests and some other stuff that I'm working on. And until then, thanks for tuning in, take care of yourselves, and until next time. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, I'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review or a rating on the Apple Podcasts app. It's very easy. You open the app and find this show. Then scroll down a little, and when you see the stars, tap. I'd really appreciate it, and it does help other people find us. And if you'd like to get in touch or find out more about what I do, reach out to me on LinkedIn or visit my website, storypowers.com.